Peace, God and goddesses. Today, we will be discussing the Nigel school shooting, the good, the bad, the ugly, and what we will do going forward. My recommendation, without further ado, let's jump into this. This is the moment when a 28-year-old shooter used a semi-automatic rifle to blast open the doors of a small primary school just outside Nashville in Tennessee. The CCTV footage shows the shooter, whom police identified as a transgender man and a former pupil of the school, going room to room, rifle at the ready, with another visibly slung around their body. And they're all locked out. If you have two kids, then we don't know what. Okay. Police received a call from the school around 10.15 in the morning and were on the sea moments later. Rifle first. Rifle first. Holy go. Go, 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 go. Dramatic footage from the body cameras of the officers contains distressing sounds and images. Next. Let's go. They rush classroom to classroom trying to find the attacker while an alarm wails overhead. The officers quickly move to the second floor. Gunfire can be heard from the suspect who is shooting from a window at police outside the building. Shot fired, shot fired, shot fired, move. Within seconds, the officers round on the attacker and shoot them dead. In now all too familiar scenes, traumatized children link arms as they follow their rehearsed active shooter drills and exit the school, only this time it's for real. Then comes the news no parent ever wants to hear. Three children, all aged nine, were killed. Three adults, including the head teacher, two others were also shot dead. Police initially named the shooter as a woman, Audrey Hale, but later said Hale identified as a he on a social media profile. The motive, though, for killing six innocent people is still not clear, but police said it was clear the attack was carefully planned. We've also determined uh, there were uh, maps drawn of the school in detail of uh, surveillance, uh, entry points, etc. We have a manifesto, we have some writings that we're going over uh, that uh, pertain to this day, the actual incident. We do know the shooter carried two assault-style rifles and a pistol, at least two of which are believed to have been obtained legally in Nashville, where even the city's mayor admitted today that gun controls were clearly too lax. Now, in Tennessee, we've been rolling back gun laws and making them guns almost ubiquitous, but it makes guns first of mind when people are thinking about doing terrible things, and we've got we've to make that clearly uh, more difficult. We owe it to the parents. Angry parents were outside the school yesterday, demanding politicians act now, as they've done after every mass shooting. How is this still happening? How are our children still dying and why are we failing them? Gun violence is the number one killer of children and teens. It has overtaken cars. And these shootings and these mass shootings will continue to happen until our lawmakers step up and pass gun safety legislation. 
Staggeringly, this is the 130th mass shooting in America so far this year, where four or more people have been killed or injured, where communities come together to grieve and parents to mourn the loss of their children taken away in a country where there are more guns than people and an inexplicable unwillingness by politicians to do anything to prevent it from happening again. Well, in the last few moments, the police have been holding a press conference in Nashville where they've said that they have interviewed the parents of Audrey Hale and the parents have revealed that Hale was in fact receiving care for an emotional disorder. There were no further details given. The parents also said that they believed that Hale had previously owned one gun, but because of that emotional disorder, they had urged their child to sell that gun and they believed that Hale had done so. But the police then revealed that Hale, in fact, owned seven guns bought from five different stores, all of them legally. And then they added this, that the police said that even if they knew that Hale had posed some sort of threat, that under Tennessee law, they would not have been able to take those weapons away. Uh, Biden today, Joe Biden today, as he always does on these occasions, urging Congress to pass uh, gun safety laws to ban assault weapons. But with Republicans, of course, in control of the House, the chances of that happening, zero. All right, so the good. Police were able to respond within three minutes and ending the shooting. By killing the shooter. Okay. The police were disciplined with not only with that weapon control, they didn't even wait for the supervisor. They were more decisive and responsive, unlike what we saw in Uvalde, Texas. All right. So this shows better training, this shows more uh, action. All right. So, and this also show a very good planning by the school in the active school shooting drill because somebody met the police officer, gave them instruction, all right? The police officer was calm, disciplined, all right? They seemed very, very fit, and it looks like they actually been doing stress drill training where they're running up and down stairs, they're doing push-ups, sit-ups to increase the heart rate so they become natural for them to actually act in that way. So that's the good. Another good is actually the fact that the school was locked because the only way the shooter actually got entry into the school, they had to shoot windows. They couldn't just walk into the school. That is good. All right. That is very, very good in this, in, in this tragic situation. The bad. All right, the doors, the bed, the windows, the glass were very cheaply made. It was very easy, okay, for the person to just shoot right through and walk into the school. There was no security, armed security guard. There was no armed security. There was no police on the premises. That's bad. Okay, given the amount of school shooting or mass shooting we have had this year alone, it is insane to think that schools where children 
are the most vulnerable or these gun-free zone do not have armed guards, security, roving. It's very bad. It's very, very bad. Okay, so that is bad. And of course, the most tragic of all of this, you know, of all of the situation is this person was able to gain entry and take lives. Okay. The ugly in this scenario is the killing of these children, all of them nine years old, two school faculty, the death of the person, of the shooter. That's ugly. And now we go back to the ugly conversation of victim blaming, mental health conversation with no solution. All right. Politicians using this to gaslight that constituent from the president himself. Okay. For everybody all willing to compromise, having to go into the same motion. Okay. That's ugly. Okay. Because we are not going to solve any issue. We're not going to implement new, new uh, uh, ways to prevent this from happening. We are not going to talk about the, the ease of access for some people. Okay, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, the idea of having a gun-free zone is very, 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 uh, uh, to me, is very, very dumb because that just gives me, that's the vulnerability. That increases the probability of people not being armed in those areas are very, very high. That's very ugly. All right, so if you look at this, it is very, very sad because now, Instead of addressing the the core issue of how this person okay came to came down with the idea that go into a school that they once attended to take the life of the people, we don't almost they know that the shooter actually left or uh, a manifesto. Okay, they have seven guns. All right. So that's another conversation. Listening to the parents sharing concern of ment uh, mental and instability. All right. That's also and uh, the parent failure to actually act more. I think it's a very different conversation when the parents or close relatives share concern of somebody's mental state and the person have firearm. All right. And if there is any conversation where this person talk about hatred for the school or places that they have been before, we need to address that. So that is the ugly. It is ugly because it's happening too many times. And the conversation is still the same. All right. Laws are not being enforced. We have plenty of laws on the books that are not being enforced. People are not executed. They're not exercising their Second Amendment rights. Schools are waiting for politicians, institutions in general in America, are waiting for politicians to make decisions to protect the people we put in their charge. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And it's even more acceptable when you look here, uh, when you look at the Council of conservative and Republican people talking about pulling yourself up by your own bootstrap, not working for Hannah. How many people, children have to die before schools, boards, counties, 
start making decisions to protect the children that they have in their charge. Why are we still having conversation waiting for politicians to prevent this from happening? We have the Second Amendment. We have budget. We have capability to enact laws in our local jurisdiction. We should. Okay. And I know instead of actually having concrete conversation and start implementing action, and start implementing some of these actionable things that's already on the books, we're going to go back and talk about how this person was emotionally disturbed, mentally ill. You're going to have people, one, making excuses on the left. Okay, blaming Republican is coming. The blame game will come. And on the right, you're going to hear people talking about the person was they're going, to fo- they're going to go and focus on the person's uh, sexual orientation, being transgender. They're going to start breaking the idea of, like, and I don't want to hear any of them. I don't want to talk, to, I don't want to hear any anti-two-way people conversation, but I just come from a place of hate. And I don't want to hear the right talking about mental health because that is their go-to excuse for everything, okay? To start doing the cultural war, okay? It don't matter if this person was transgender. All right, but that's going to be the key. If you go on Fox News, that's what you're going to hear. How this person was sick, demented individual, how they were a transgender struggling with a body image, body mental health issues and all of that. And on the left, you go to CNN, they're going to be talking about how the Republican Party, the Republican congressional members, are. this is their fault. They're going to start blaming people that has that is outside the action of the individual. And then everybody's going to go to thoughts and prayer. And nobody, including the school board, is going to implement anything that makes sense. I am actually tired of people still expecting politicians to make rules that does not apply to a law that does not actually be, that does not actually affect them. The president talking about banning assault weapons. That is not going to prevent this because the person had handgun that could have done the same damage. So that's not the answer. Not to do away with hand to do a do away with any kind of weapons at all, essentially taking away the people, the American people's Second Amendment rights is also not the answer, because then you're going to criminalize people's constitutional rights because people are not going to give it up so easily. Okay, they are going to hide it. Some are going to give it up. The criminals would never give it up. Okay, never give it up. Would it make it harder for people in the long run to have access to these weapons? It will. Would it make, would it create a new underground market for trade of firearms and weapons? Yes, it will. Would it, it would it, it will disembolden aggression and aggressive acts of totalitarianism of our leadership, our police force, law enforcement, government? Absolutely, it will. Okay. In the long run, it will. For the first couple of years, it will not, because most people will still have huge access to this weapon system. Over time, it will decrease the likelihood of mass shooting. But if it do happen, it will become far more deadly, because nobody is going to have access to these weapons except for the criminals and those who want to cause harm. All right. So, going forward, what do we do? Okay, I'm going to talk from the local level, because I don't want to deal with politicians, that bullshit, that, that, that pointing fingers. Let's talk, what can we do as people 
individual, as a community, as school board member within this district. One, first and foremost, we can change the glasses, make them bulletproof, uh, make them harder to anything five, five, six and lower. All right, we can do that. Okay, that's a, that's the second line of defense when it comes to these schools. The first line of defense is to, in fact, have fenced this area up with security guard. We can have security. The school can hire security. The county and parents like myself will be happy to pay the additional tax to have every school have armed security guard around the perimeter of the school and inside the school during roving patrol. We have no issue with this in hospitals, especially and in, in, in federal places like I was in the military. Okay. You don't go to, a, even in the VA, if you go to a VA hospital, they are police. They are armed guard. They're roving the, the streets. They're roving the parking lot. They're walking and doing that round inside the building. Okay. Fully armed security. We can have police officers. Actually, no. Don't increase the responsibility of the police officer to do not guard our schools. Hire, train, guards. They are armed and given the authority to enforce certain rules. Okay, We can have fences around our schools with one point of entry, one or two point of entry that is the half security. We can change the glass on the windows. Anywhere where people can look in and out of the building should be able to not be no projectile 556 five, or lower should be able to enter that mean bulletproof glass. It'll be a little bit more expensive, but with the amount of school shooting that is taking place, I don't think I will be against it. I don't think anybody would be against it. All right? Because the school was locked, which is great, but the glass was very, very little. Very little glass. The person was able to shoot a couple rounds and went right in. So bulletproof, any entry that is glass, that's that's a very easy solution we can do today. Every school can take the discretionary budget that we have the funding, all right, have a school board meeting and execute this today. Start changing these glasses on these windows, on these doors, okay, where people can see, shoot in and that. So we can do that right now. We can do their roving patrol. All right. The school can implement this right now. And at the local level, okay, I would encourage parents, family members. All right. If you believe somebody needs help, get them help. Don't encourage them like this parents do. Make sure. To get the help. Okay. Talk to law enforcement people, talk to counselor, and find out how we can prevent this from happening. Okay. For the gun store owners, for the, the law enforcement person, we need to enforce the laws on the books. We need to do more thorough background checks. Okay. It's there. We should use it. If we find out that these stores that sold the seven weapons of this person did not do proper procedures, they should be fined, banned, and prevented from us to be able to sell weapons again. Okay. Now that this happened and we know the person 
purchase these guns from five different stores in the Nashville area, we need to do an audit of the procedure from those gun stores to make sure they are followed in the procedure that is on the books to prevent this from happening. If any step was missed, given the current situation, the person should lose the license, criminal charge to be filed, because that's negligence. Okay, that's what we need to do. That's what we can do now. The politicians are not going to get this done, people. We can do it. The school board can enact and ask execute this now. Okay, no parents is going to be mad to see security guard. Okay, at their school. Okay, no parents going to be mad. All right, to see people when they when they, when the officer entered the school having a concealed carry. Okay, what I believe concealed carry should be universal everywhere. We should be able to carry weapons everywhere that is most vulnerable. The exception can be law enforcement, police, the prison, going to a prison, going to the police station. I can, I, I get that. Okay, but when it comes to school, hospital, and churches, these are the very, very vulnerable places. Okay, we should allow everybody that went through the proper procedure get a license, get that certificate to conceal carry. We should be allowed to conceal carry. That should be the primary means of protecting each other. One of the things that, that we know prevent crime is when most people are armed and everybody knows they're armed. People that want to commit crime, it is harder for them to do so. They have to think twice. And when they do act, it is limited in their action. The harm, the cause will be limited. Okay. We can continue to do better training with the police officers. Okay. We can do, we can continue to do active shooter drills in conjunction with local law enforcement. Check that response time. Okay. We can do that. Every school in the area that is going to do an active shooter drill can incorporate a local law enforcement, local agency, to see how responsive the system is. All right. I am not a supporter or an advocate of giving weapons to school administrators. Hell no. Children are hell. These people are on tremendous stress. No. But having security guard with concealed carry, premier concealed carry weapons roving the area, as guards and vehicle blocking entryway, I am in support of that. All right, guys, that's what I get. Of course, we know this is going to keep going. Let me know in the comment below, what do you think the other, other solution is? What other action can we take to prevent this? Okay. Let, let me hear how angry you are. Let me see, let me hear how sick of, you out of this situation. All right. Let's keep learning. Let's keep growing. Let's be grateful that we are alive. Hug your children. Pray for the parents that lost their family members. Pray for the victim family that is not going to suffer this evil act. Continue to grow and learn with me. Click on the next video for us to keep learning and keep growing. And remember, live a grateful life. Be thankful for you are alive today. Be thankful that your family is alive and safe. All right, guys, let's go to the next video.